1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. Amen. How's everybody doing this evening? Blessed? Amen. Well, you know, we're coming upon the Thanksgiving season. So let's just thank God for a moment for all the wonderful things he's done for us. Amen. Thank you, Father God. Everybody say this. Say, you bless us. You protect us. And you prosper us. I'm so grateful to the Lord. You all grateful to the Lord? Amen. I am so grateful to him. We want to Thank you to all those who are joining us online. We have people all over the world watching us, and we're staying in agreement with you for wherever you are to see God's best and see God move in your life as well. Amen? Amen. Well, we're going to look at Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, where Pastor Lingerfeld left off last week, and then we're going to go on to some uh, new ground. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice. Tell anybody, say, offer your body as a living sacrifice. Holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. That interesting, talking about making your bodies a living sacrifice and equating that to your spiritual worship. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And so last week, Pastor Learfeld was talking about this concept of renewing your mind, about how that we have to, as Christians, renew our mind. And this is really a consistent thing. Tell your neighbor, say it's a daily thing. We talked about this a little bit on Sunday about walking in love as a daily spiritual discipline. Well, renewing our mind is a daily spiritual discipline, and it's, it's such an important part, and it, you can't underestimate how important it is because we have to renew our mind to not what's going on around us, but to what the Word of God says, what the Word of God says. Now, unfortunately... There's only a few believers that ever get into the deep things of God and their prayer life seldom becomes a reality and only a few believers ever really know about the riches of his grace. And let's see why that's the case. Uh, Turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter chapter 2 starting in verse 9. However, as it is written, no eye has seen No ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. How many of y'all want to know what God has prepared for you? How many of y'all know God's not a a mystery? God is not, uh, he's not trying to hide behind something. How many of y'all know God wants you to know? Well, if you don't know that, he does. He wants to make, how many of y'all know he's not a God of confusion? Right? You know, some people think he's the Riddler. 
You know, he comes up with all these riddles and you're trying to sit there figure, if I could only figure out this riddle, then my life would be complete. No, he makes it very clear to us. Because he says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But, I love verse 10, but God has revealed it to us by his spirit. Everybody say, God has revealed it to me. Tell your neighbor, say, God has even revealed it to you. So he has revealed it to us by his what? By his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For whom among men knows the thoughts of man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, in the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now, look at verse 12, and this is a great verse to meditate on and to get deep into your heart. Because verse 12 says, we have not received the spirit of the world. Praise the Lord. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God that we may understand what God has freely given us. That we may understand what God has freely given us. Let me say that one more time. That we may understand what God has freely given us. Thank you for the amen. I, I, think that's, I think that's an amen verse right there. This is what we speak, not in words taught to us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. So 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 13 tells us how the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God, so that, so that, so that we may know what God has given to us. Which things also we speak, not in words which, which, which speak man's wisdom, but the Spirit alone can give. So the renewed mind coming into this deep, rich fellowship with the Father God through the Word of God is able to appreciate and understand the wealth of the redemptive work that God has wrought in Christ. So when you have a renewed mind, you begin to walk in an understanding of a reality that most of the world is not living in. So, I mean, I tell the teenagers, I mean, I'm constantly telling the teenagers this all the time. Look, you are not your average teenager. You don't act like your average teenager. You don't look like your average teenager. You don't live like your average teenager. Amen. You are a Christian, so therefore you're going to look different. You're going to act different. You're going to speak different. You're going to listen to different music. That's just the way it is. And it's not that you're an oddball. It's just that you have a different way of living. And it's, it's that same way with adults. We have a different way of living. So we don't receive that spirit from the world. We don't have that spirit of fear. So because we don't have that spirit of fear, we don't react like the world reacts. So we're not nervous. We're not scared. There's a scripture that the Lord has really been having me meditate on probably for the past year or so. Philippians 4, 6, rejoice in the Lord. I'll say it again, rejoice in the Lord. But then there's a verse 7 that I really not have spent a whole lot of time in my life thinking about, but the more I think about it, the more I meditate on it. Let your gentleness be evident to, to all because the Lord is near. In other words, chill out. Yeah. 
<laughs> Tell your neighbor, chill out. It's okay if it's your spouse to say that. Chill out, right? Anybody ever had to tell your spouse to chill out? I thought we were in a, I thought we were in a church where you got to tell the truth, right? If you haven't, sometimes you got to tell your spouse what? Chill out, right? Okay, may, okay, forget that. I'm speaking from my own experience, okay? There's times Christy's had to tell me to chill out. There's times I had to tell Christy, chill out, right? In other words, let your gentleness be evident to all because the Lord is what? Near. In other words, we don't freak out. We don't, we don't worry. We don't do all those things that the world does. Why? Because the Lord is near. I don't need to pop open a Bud Light to feel good. Because the Lord is near, right? So we don't have the spirit of the world. We have the spirit who is from God, who, one of the things that he does is he tells us of everything that God has freely given us. Now, why would he tell us of everything that God has freely given us? So that God would be our source and we wouldn't go abhorring away to the world to try and satisfy needs, desires, wants, whatever it is. So we know that God is our source. Amen. Everybody say, God is my source. Amen. But see, a lot of people don't know that God is their source because they don't understand what God has freely given them. And if you don't know what God's given you, then you just kind of live life just trying to hang on until you die. And that's what a lot of religion is doing, hanging on until you die. But that's not the case. That's why you have to renew your mind on a consistent basis so that you know what has been given to you freely through the blood of Jesus Christ so you know what to stand on and you know how to act and you know how to talk and you know how and where and what to do. Because nervous people act different, don't they? You ever been around someone that's nervous? Pacing the floor, right? That's not what we are. We are confident in the Lord. Are you confident in the Lord? All right, so let's give you an example. Turn to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. A very simple scripture, but yet let's look at how we have to renew our mind to these things in order to walk in these things. And I'm... I'm learning just like you're learning. I'm growing just like you're growing. We're all growing. We're all growing the Lord. We're all taking new levels. And I, and I want to continue to grow and continue to take new levels. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Praise be the God of our, and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has. Everybody say has. has. What tense is that? Has. Past tense. Everybody say it's done. It's done. All right who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. He has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Now, this truth right here, this truth right here falls dead upon the ears of the average believer, and yet the average believer is a possessor of all things that Christ has done for him. Here's what I love about God. No matter what your background is, no matter the color of your skin, no matter your hair color, we all have been blessed by God in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. It's all available 
to us. Every single one of us. It's available to every single one of us, all right? So whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, every believer has been blessed, according to Christ, every believer has been blessed with every spiritual blessing in him. This is why God has a hard time sometimes understanding Christians because out of our mouth comes curses when he says, wait a second, I've blessed them with every single spiritual blessing that I possibly can give them. Why are they talking like that? Why are they hiding in their rooms? I have blessed them with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Why are they worried? I have blessed them with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. You see, you have to understand God's perspective. God's perspective is that he has imparted to man his divine nature, the wealth of his riches of his, of his nature. He's imparted it to us, and he's unveiled the wealth of God through Christ in his redemptive work. And this is why, and I love this, I have, I've been thinking about this terminology here in the notes all day. It's why the Christian lifestyle is faith-provoking. Everybody say faith-provoking. Faith Anybody ever been provoked before? Usually when we say that, it's not in the positive term, right? I was provoked to open the door for them. No, that's not usually what we say. Usually when we say provoked, we say, I was provoked to say something I didn't want to say, or I was provoked to do, do this, or whatever it is. But we, Christian lifestyle, is a faith-provoking lifestyle. A faith-provoking lifestyle. What do you mean? Okay, so here's what we're talking about. I have been blessed with every spiritual blessing that's in Christ Jesus. It's done. It's done. So as I renew my mind to that, that provokes me to act on that truth. So you see, faith can provoke you to do the right things, whereas let's take, for example, fear can provoke you, right? And fear will provoke you to do what? The wrong things. Fear will provoke you to try and in your own strength and your own, who you are and what you have to try to fix the issue. Faith will provoke you to do and take action on the right way or the right actions you need to take. You need to be generous. You need to walk in love. You need to walk in peace. See, faith will provoke you to act. See, that's why I love how faith causes you to get into action. This is why, you know, I mean, I don't know about the church in Africa. I mean, it's been a while since I've been to Africa. I don't know about the church in Nicaragua. It's been a while since I've been to Nicaragua. I don't know about the church all over the world, but I know the church in America. And the deal with the people in the church of America is they're not provoked by the right things. They're provoked by the wrong things. Most, most Christians are provoked by feelings. Can I get a witness on that? Oh, man, you know, I, I can't go back and do that. They didn't, I didn't feel good. You know, it's all about feelings, feelings, feelings. Don't be provoked by feelings. How many of y'all know if you're provoked by feelings, you're going to go down the wrong direction really quick. I mean, really quick, right? Amen, right? But if you're provoked by faith, then you start taking what? The right actions, all right, uh, I'm not going to worry. I'm going to praise God. 
I'm not going to be fearful. I'm going to walk in faith. I'm going to walk in confidence. I'm going to walk in confidence in the power of God. But see, this takes you to do what? Renew your mind. you got to renew your mind because everybody else is, is fear-provoked. And listen, if you think it's over, it ain't over. Get ready because it's coming back. I'm telling you, they are ramping up again. I mean, if you think they're going to let go of, 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 of peddling fear, you, you need to check your brain again because, I mean, I'm telling you, you know, they, you can be provoked by fear to do some dumb things. I know, I know, now watch it here. I know parents that are provoked by their children to do dumb things. Making dumb decisions because the children provoke the parents. Instead of the parents being faith provoked, they're provoked by the children. The children are running the house. How do you know that? Well, because they'll be, they'll be in youth group for a couple of months and then you won't see them for a while. You're like, what's, what's the deal? What's going on? What, what's the problem? Well, you know, some, someone said something about me. I just don't have much fun there anymore. <laughs> How do you know? It's okay to have fun at church, but that's not all that church is all about. Amen. Right? How do you know work's not always fun? Yeah. <laughs> I finally got a witness right there, yes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you got you got to be provoked by the right faith. Provoked. Everybody say, I'm provoked by faith. I'm provoked by faith. Everybody say, I'm provoked by love. I'm provoked by love. Amen. Take an action because of faith. Take an action because of love. It compels you. It compels you. It draws you to action. It draws you to do. I mean, how in the world can I quote scriptures in the morning, first thing in the morning? and speak the word of God over my life and read Ephesians, let's just say Ephesians 1, 3. I thank you, Father God, that today I am blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. How can I confess that over my life in the morning and then walk out and walk in fear and worry and all that stuff that the world's doing? You can't do it. You can't do it because, well, I guess you could, but that's a double-minded man. And James says a double-minded man doesn't receive anything from the Lord. Why? Because you got to renew your mind. Everybody say, you got to renew your mind. It revolutionizes the intellect. It thrills the spirit. Anybody ever heard the word of God? Man, your spirit man just gets encouraged. Amen. It gets built up, right? That's what the word of God does. That's, that's why we talk about spending time in prayer. That's why we talk about confessing the word. To what? To, to, to get you provoked, to get you encouraged, to get you encouraged, to get you encouraged. You know, I just made a recent list in my own, in my own personal life because thinking about this scripture, you know, talking about renewing the mind, I started thinking, well, what else do we have to renew that's from scripture? So you look up the word renew, well, we got to renew our strength. We got to renew our spirit. We got to renew our mind. We got to renew our resolve. There are things that you cannot just leave to chance. We don't just leave them. We daily, daily, daily meditate on the word, meditate on the word, meditate on the word. Because here's what happens it lifts a man out of the natural into the supernatural. 
It lifts a man out of the natural into the supernatural. And only when the mind is renewed on the basis of his sonship rights can he take his place as son. Only when you realize that you're a child of God and you remind yourself that you're a child of God can you walk in it. Only, only way, only way. There's no other way. I can't lay hands on you and all of a sudden you change. I can't fast for you and all of a sudden you change. You have to renew your mind in the fact that you are a son or daughter of God on a consistent basis. Because how many of y'all know the world will be telling you all kinds of different things? Right? And Satan will be telling you all kinds of different things. You can assume a son's responsibility and step into all the riches of the grace of God. Now, what, what, what happens is, what happens is, now let me say one more thing about this, this spiritual blessing. Because, you know, a lot of times religion likes to pull things out of the context of now into the future. And the reason why they do that is because then your life won't be judged on your fruit. So, so someone might say, well, yeah, that's spiritual blessings. That's spiritual things. That's spiritual. Listen, if you haven't figured this out, the spiritual is more real than the physical. There are spiritual laws that are more real than the physical laws that we have. And if you haven't realized this, the Bible says that godliness has value in all things, in all things, in all areas, not only in the present age, but also in the age to come. So in other words, when we're talking about spiritual blessings, we're not talking about things that are just out there that we can't touch or feel or that we can't quantify. We're talking about pulling the spiritual things into the natural world and making them manifest in the natural world, walking in joy. I've got the joy of the Lord. <laughs> no, you don't. How do y'all how do y'all know that's not? Oh, you can't say that. That's a spirit joy, spiritual. You can't. Well, yeah, but I can you gotta see evidence on your face that you have the joy of the Lord. Right? I'm the heel of the Lord. No, you're not. No, you're not. You know, I, I'm blessed by God, but you know all these other things. No, you're not. Because of your what? The, what we hear coming out of your mouth, what we see, the actions that you take. That doesn't mean we walk around and we're fake all the time. But how many of y'all know? How many of y'all know that sometimes you got to, by faith, confess certain things? I've got the joy of the Lord. Amen. <laughs> right? And then what happens? Then the joy comes. Amen. Right? I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm, but what I'm saying is, is that there's got to be evidence. And there's evidence when these things happen. Because what happens when you start to renew your mind to the Word of God is you lose the sense of inferiority and you lose the sense of lack and you start walking in God consciousness. In other words, you start thinking like him, and you start acting like him, and you start walking like him. Amen. Now, some of y'all, that statement right there just freaked you out. Galatians, be imitators of God. Amen. Be imitators of God. We're not called to imitate this world. We're called to imitate the Lord. Amen? And, and this has to do with righteousness. 
This has to do with righteousness. And this is why the, this is why the church world is woeful in walking in the things of God because they don't understand righteousness. They think righteousness just has to do with right deeds, doing the right thing. But in the New Testament, in the revelation given to Paul, righteousness means, here's the definition of righteousness, the ability to stand in the presence of God without the sense of guilt or inferiority. In other words, we have a right to be there. We have a right to be there, and we have a right to ask. We got a right. Just like Jesus has a right. Guess what? We have the right. Now, see, some of y'all right there, through your natural mind training or your religious background training, that's going to be a statement that you're really going to have to meditate on and you're really going to have to let it grow in your heart because you've been told you're a sinner, you're a nobody, you mess up too much, you can't do this, you can't do that. But the reality is, is God is trying to get you to see that he has freely given you those things, not so you can go, oh, thank you, Lord, that's great, but so you can walk in them. How many of y'all believe that God wants your body healed? That's great. That's great news. That's fantastic. But let's take it a step further. Let's walk in his health. Right? How many of y'all believe God wants to meet your needs? I mean, that's great. That's fantastic. But how about, let's do something. Let's, let's take it a step further. Let's walk in his provision. Amen. Amen. Amen? And it's twofold. We walk in his provision. We walk in his health, not for our glory, but for his glory. It benefits us, but also for us to stand up and say, look what the Lord has done. Look what God has done in my, it ain't me. Look what the Lord has done. Amen? So turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. See, what most of the church talks about is pushing these things in the future, so we have to wait until we die for this to be possible. But righteousness is ours right now, tonight, right here, right now. So we may have sweet a fellowship and communion with Father God as Jesus had in his earth walk. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. Everybody say, for me. For One of the beautiful things about when you meditate on the good things of God and what God is, what I'm thankful for is he didn't have to do it, but he did it for me. He didn't have to leave heaven. He didn't have to empty himself. You realize this. Jesus didn't have to do it. He chose to do it. He chose to do it. And he didn't just do it to show off. He did it for me. Now, I don't know about you, but he did it for me. I'm being facetious there. Tell your neighbor to say, he did it for you. What did he do? He became sin. Why? So that, everybody say, so that. In other words, something happened so that there would be a reality in our life, okay, 
God made him who knew no sin to become sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. So Jesus did these things so that you would walk in the reality of these things so that you could have the same relationship with the Father that Jesus has with the Father. But see, this takes some renewing of the mind. This takes some renewing of the mind. Because we just accept things. We accept things. We put up with things. We put, it's, it's our nature just to put up with things. Oh, well, you know, I can put up with that, I guess, so as long as that's okay. No, we don't put up with anything that's contrary to the will of God. No, 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 no. And then when you get to the point where you don't put up with anything that's contrary to the will of God, then you begin to realize, man, what I thought God could do in my life, he wants to do more than that. And so then what happens is your life begins to open up and possibilities begin to open up that you never even thought were possible. You never even thought were possible. Has, can I get a witness here now? Has anybody had God do something in your life that is beyond your wildest dreams? Anybody? Beyond anything that you thought could happen. Amen? Well, see, that's why when we renew our mind, when we walk in the righteousness that he has given us, we walk in the righteousness that he has already made available to us. Look, it's no more available to us today than it was last week. But yet, are there more things for us to walk in in the life of God? Yes, absolutely. In the life of Aaron Wood, are there greater things that God wants to do in my life? Absolutely, absolutely. Is he holding back for a reason? No, he's blessed me in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. So what's the problem? It's okay to say me. It's all right. I'm the problem. Why, why are you the problem, Aaron? Because I got to renew my mind even more. I got to renew my mind even more. Have you ever come across a mountain in your life? You go, well, that's too big. I don't know about that one. Now, the other thing I, I know God can move, but man, that's pretty big. Anybody ever had that happen? <laughs> I'm dealing with something in my own life right now because um, I've got two kids in college now. And when your son goes to college, that's one thing. But when your daughter goes to college, it's a completely different thing. <laughs> completely different thing. And so she was driving home from college for the first time by herself. And so, you know, you know, it's, I probably watched too many Datelines. I probably watched too many 48 Hours. <laughs> I've watched too many murder mysteries. I've watched too much of that stuff, right? And so your mind, man, just starts going. Your mind, it just, it just starts rolling. It just starts rolling, right? I mean, I mean, I know it's never happened. I'm just, I'm just talking about what's happened in my life, okay? I don't know if it's happened in your life. But my mind just rolling. So I was sitting there in the morning. She was supposed to drive back, and I was praying. And one of the things I confessed is Psalms 91 over my family. You know, no, nothing shall harm, no, nothing will come near and, and the Lord stopped me in the middle of my confession. He says, you don't get it. 
And I said, yes, sir. <laughs> he said, you don't get it. He said, if I have to send 15 angels with her to protect her, I will. He said, you don't get it. I said, yes, sir. So I stopped worrying. I stopped worrying. Because listen, if he has to move mountains, if he has to cause birds to bring you food, if he has to cause whatever he needs to, we don't get it yet. Now, I've been living for the Lord since 1990, and I'm still dealing with that. Why? Because we hit new levels. We hit new levels. Tell your neighbor, say, we hit new levels. And we got to continue to what? We got to renew our minds. We got to continue to renew our minds. Continue to renew our minds. Continue to renew our minds. It's, it's because we have new challenges that come at us every day. New things that come at us. And we got to continue to renew our minds. Now let me show you another scripture that, tell, that shows you what God wants to do. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 9. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 9. And this is talking about the gifts and sacrifices under the first covenant. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 9 says, This is an illustration for the present time, indicating that the gifts and sacrifices being offered were not able to clear the conscience of the worshiper. So what was done under the law was not able to clear the conscience of the worshiper. Why? Because the sacrifices that they gave did not wash away their sins. It simply covered their sins. You ever heard that terminology, the scapegoat? Yeah. Oh, so-and-so, is they're, they're, they're just a scapegoat? Well, that's not something that's just been made up. That's something that they did. They would, they would place symbolically all the sins on a, on a goat, and the, they would let that goat leave, and that's, that's where they came up with scapegoat, right? But that's just the problems just going away somewhere else. That's the problems just, just leaving. But see, what the law was powerless to do, Jesus has come with a better covenant. Look down at verse 14. Listen to this. This will rock your world. How much more then, everybody say how much more, will the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences. He's getting it. Clear our, cleanse our consciousness from the acts that lead to death. We've been forgiven. Tell your neighbor, say, you've been forgiven. But look at, but listen, look what the word says. Clear our conscience from acts that lead to death. Why? So that we may serve the living God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I feel like shouting right here. Because why? What are you, why are you so excited? Because anything that Satan tries to bring back to remembrance any weakness, any, any past failure, any past sin. Jesus, we're not talking about the law, we're talking about Jesus himself 
has cleansed from our conscience all those acts that lead to death, all those sins that lead to death. Why? So that I can serve the living God. So that when I come to him and I pray to him, I'm not thinking about all those other things. I'm thinking about what can be accomplished through everything that Jesus has given me because his spirit is testifying with my spirit that I'm a son of God and he has blessed me in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. So I just got to walk in it. I just got to walk in it. I'm a new creation. Amen. 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 I just got to walk in it. I just got to walk in it. Now, sometimes to walk in it, you got to undo some things that you've hardwired in your mind. I mean, because your mind can be hardwired a certain way. Your mind can be hardwired to, to think a certain way or to, you ever been around someone, man, they've been hardwired to be negative? It could be the most beautiful day, but they're we're Debbie Downer. They just like, it's the most beautiful day. Yeah, but you know it's going to get cold tonight. Well, how about we just enjoy right now? How about that, right? <laughs> you ever been around someone like that? It's because they're hardwired like that, right? They're, they just, they, they've learned over time to talk like that. You ever been around a family that they shout at each other? And they don't even know they're shouting. Well, every time you come in here, you're just, why are you shouting at them? <laughs> just talk to each other in a normal voice. But see, they've trained themselves over time, and they don't even realize they're doing it. I've seen older couples argue over everything. Hey, can I have a piece of gum in your purse? Well, yeah, because every time, I, you're always asking me for things, you know, my gosh, a piece <laughs> of gum. Yeah, okay. You want to hear it? Yeah, I'm always giving you a piece of gum. I mean... The man just asked for a piece of gum. <laughs> but everything becomes what? This massive, you know, guilt trip. Oh, well, why don't you carry your own gum? Well, because you're my wife. That's why. <laughs> We're supposed to what? Bless each other, not criticize each other, not tear each other down, not pull each other down. But see, that takes some what? That takes some renewing of the mind, doesn't it? To stop, these, to stop these things, to clear that conscience, to clear that, clear it out. And it's not enough just to clear it out. You got to fill it with something positive, and you got to fill it with what? The Word of God. I have been made the righteousness of God in Christ yeah. Jesus. Yeah, but man, you don't feel it. I have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Yeah, but you've had that faith goal for three years. I have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I don't know what you're talking about because I know what I'm talking about. I'm believing God for what he has already done for me. That's, and that's our job. Our job as believers is to stand on the word of God and thank him for it. That's our job. That's what we do. We stand on the word and we stand on the word and we stand on the word and then we get our 
stinking thinking and our mind out of back into the order of what God has said. See, even as I'm saying some of these things, some of y'all are having a hard time grasping the reality of these truths. Some of y'all are saying, yeah, well, that might work for him, but I don't know about me. See, you got to renew your mind. Yeah, well, that'll work for Pastor Learfield, but that won't, for me, won't work for me. You've got to renew your mind. When that comes up in your thought life, that, you need to take note of that, and that's something that you need to take to the Lord, and that's something that you need to find scriptures on, and that's something you need to fight in prayer every single day until you get your mind right. That's right. you got to go to war. you got to go to war with it. You can't just accept it. Go to war with it. Go to war with it. And sometimes, sometimes, you know, God speaks to something to you, like God spoke that into my heart during prayer time, and, and, and I felt completely different, okay? Sometimes that happens, but man, sometimes you got to slug it out. Sometimes you got to slug it out. You got to just, you got to stand, 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 and renew your mind. Everybody say, I am. I am. The righteousness of God God. in Christ Jesus. Jesus. It's all clear clear. so I can serve him. him. Amen. Amen. So that's what we're doing. We're serving him. Amen. Amen. And that's why our minds are completely clear about money so we can be generous on every occasion. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.